Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the program, everybody. This is Keeper's Mindful. I am Keeper, your host. Thank you for being here. Tonight's a little bit different. We don't have a whole lot of guests, but uh, maybe some people will be calling in. I know that I have somebody calling in at about 7.30. You're going to want to hear from this guy. Interesting stuff, and we're going to try and break it down for you, but I just want to put that teaser out there. Um, The phone lines are open. If you are listening online, on your computer, or on your smartphone, please dial the phone number 424 Two five eight nine two two zero. You're going to hear a recorded message, and once you hear the program again, I want you to press the number one button. Somebody will answer your phone call and get you on the show with me. Um, if you have a question, a comment, we're going to take that and talk about it a little bit, and uh, then we'll put you back on hold, and you'll be able to listen to the show in its entirety. So please do not go away. All right. Um, there's so many. So many things uh, that are still supposedly relevant right now, like, you know, why is the Pesotis, you know, still talking to, like, Rolling Stone magazine? Uh, If you haven't checked out this article in Rolling Stone, he basically blames Fox News for Hillary Clinton losing. I I just I can't believe this. It, it, it just really it really kind of blew me away because it, it 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 doesn't to me anyway it does not make a whole lot of sense and it, it, it <laughs> um, I'm gonna read just a little bit from this it, you know he he he. He came out in the beginning of the article and pretty much blamed Fox News, all right. And then later on in it, in the, the you know later on in the article, um, and I'll just read straight from it. Finally, Obama was confronted with the idea that white working class voters rejected the Democratic Party because the, they focused more on silly social issues than job creation. When has anybody in the Democratic Party ever helped to create a job ever? Ever. And his reply was, this is not simply an economic issue. This is a cultural issue. And what I'm taking out of that, and this, the excerpts I'm reading are not from Rolling Stone, so please forgive me and let me clarify that. Um, (laughs) Reading the article. I don't know what you got out of that that answer, but it seems to me like Obama, in his vague way, um, just said white people abandoned the Democrats because they are racist. Well, the Democratic Party is pretty racist, and they spout all the stuff that says we're not, we're not, we're not, and they point the finger at the Republican Party every single election. And if they don't win, uh, they try and scare the population of America. 
<laughs> the Democrats haven't learned, excuse me, the Democrats have learned nothing from the defeats they've suffered since that guy took office. They lost the White House. They lost both houses of Congress. And <laughs> the American people are sick of that stuff. We're looking for prosperity. And we have had, in eight years, this is the first time in American history, presidential election history, I mean, even since there we had a president. Mine is maybe the first time we ever had a president that the gross domestic product produced by America, that's goods and services that are being made and or exported, haven't reached 3%. The first time, basically, in American history. So, oh, what, what, what did the, the current Pesotis run on the first time he was elected, shovel-ready jobs? And then what was it he said the second time that everybody got stupid and elected him again? Oh, he got shovel-ready jobs. Where are they, dude? The only thing that the Democratic Party has ever pushed is higher taxes and more social freebies. That's it. That's all they've ever done. And all you got to do is, you know, check out history. You know, you get a, a Republican in there, and Republicans, yes, they are the other side of the same bad penny that you just cannot seem to get rid of. But at least they're like, you know, making people money and getting them, you know, putting more money in their pockets so they can go spend money, which stimulates the economy more than any government subsidy could ever do. But no, 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 no. It's Fox's fault that Hillary Clinton didn't get elected. Really? When every other media outlet, oh, she's going to win in a landslide. Oh, she's going to win. I think it's going to be a landslide victory for for Hillary. Florida is going to go to to Hillary, and Pennsylvania, and uh, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and they're all going to go to Hillary, and then this, it's going to be a landslide in the electoral college for Hillary. Oh, America spoke loud and clear. Less than half of half the population voted because they the rest of the population didn't want to vote for either one of those candidates because they both suck in some way, shape, or form. And if you listen to the people on the left, they are saying the same kinds of things that the people on the right are saying or were saying before the election. If Hillary Clinton did, what, what were people saying on the right, the conservative, the Republican side? If Hillary Clinton wins, there's going to be a civil war. She's going to take us to war. She's going to keep us broke, and we won't be able to do anything. America is going to you know, continue to spiral down. That is exactly what the left is saying and has been saying. But I'll tell you what. If you look at the history of Hillary Clinton's 30- to 40-year legacy of the kinds of crap that she's done, you know America would have just kept going downhill, taking you know, money through the Clinton Foundation from countries that enslave women, kill gay people, throw dogs off roofs, uh, won't let daughters go out in public alone with their friends, girlfriends. There's, they have to be – if it's two girls or three girls or four girls or five girls and they all want to go to a friend's house, they have to be accompanied by a, an older male person, whether it's a brother, an uncle, or father. It doesn't make any difference. They can't drive unless they're given permission to 
They can't go to school past the age of or past sixth grade unless they're given permission to. They can't get a job unless they're given permission to. And we have all these refugees being flown in here. Like that's going to help anything because they're just sucking the welfare off of every American person that happens to have a job. 95 million Americans are roughly out of a job right now or stopped looking for work because there are no jobs. I mean, you might be lucky enough to go to you know, a convenience store and get a job. I mean, I've got, you know, I stop into them all the time. I'm, I'm one of those people that's lucky enough to actually still have a job. Knock on wood. And I go to convenience stores quite a bit. You know, I'll stop in and get coffee in the morning on my way to work, or uh, I'll drop in at lunchtime, and then again on my way home from work. And on the windows, I see a sign. Hiring all shifts. That's probably the only place that you're going to be able to find a job right now. You go to Lowe's, you go to Home Depot, um, you go to you know a small business, and they're not hiring because they have the people that are doing the amount of work that they have right now. So where are these jobs, Obama? Hillary Clinton surely wasn't going to get anybody any jobs because she was just going to continue your agenda which hasn't helped anybody in the last eight years except for maybe uh, about, what is it, 20 million people that are on the Affordable Health Care Act that already had insurance to begin with or were trying to get insurance and were denied because of a you know previous health condition, which should they should not have ever been denied in the first place. But those 20 million people, they probably already had let, – let's say 15 million of those 20 million that are now on the Affordable Health Care Act already had insurance. That 15 million people actually lost their insurance because of the Affordable Health Care Act, which is far from affordable. People don't really you know, get that. They don't go that route. They don't understand that that's what actually happened. No, my insurance was canceled. My insurance went up, uh, what was it, when this whole thing actually came into play last year, two years ago, three years ago, my insurance went up 38%. Now, when I first had it, before this whole fiasco came into play, I was paying insurance for myself and for one and a half of the three children that I have because they don't always get sick at the same time and need to go to the doctor at the same time, which makes perfect and total logical sense. Since this whole thing came into play, I have to pay the exact same amount for all three of my kids, whether or not they go to the doctor. Now, who's benefiting from that? Oh, the refugees that are coming into the United States that our you know, current Pesotas wants to bring in. And then, of course, Hillary wanted to bring in a 550% increase more. As it is, the American dollars that are out there paying for all of this stuff, bringing in all of these refugees, where is it? Where's it coming from? People, you know, people that are working for organizations are trying to like scramble to get money to be able to pay for this stuff. But nobody's paying attention to that because we're broke. We America doesn't have any money. They keep raising the debt ceiling. You know, it, it's like, you know, my credit card limit is maxed out at $3500. But then all of a sudden I reach out to the, the, the credit card company and say, can I get like, you know, 
can you guys like raise my credit limit to like $4,000? And then you go ahead and spend $500 more and then you're back to where you just started because you're not paying off your credit card. Sooner or later, you're going to hit the ceiling that is a really hard ceiling and you're going to run out of money. But because the interest rate continues to, you know, kick you in the butt and you didn't take any responsibility for paying this stuff down in the first place, they're going to start coming after you some way, shape, or form. They want their money. Debt reallocation, not redistribution. Let's put, okay, so this person owes $3,500, and they're pretty good with their regular minimum monthly payment. You know, we want to keep them in debt because we want to make sure that, you know, we want, yeah, go ahead, keep spending money. It's okay. They don't have a problem raising your debt ceiling on that credit card. The federal government doesn't have a problem doing the same thing, spending your tax dollars. They had that. No, that's not my money. They're not getting taxed like you and I are every day. You see the difference? They don't care. And we keep electing the same ones because we're familiar with their name. I've talked about this stuff, this stuff before. People, I mean, I know you have. I know you've heard me talk about this stuff. And if you're sitting there and, and you're wondering, well, what should I say? Say anything. You talk about anything you want tonight. The phone lines are open, 424-258-9220. Press the number one button. I mean, whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk about Standing Rock? We can talk about Standing Rock. You want to talk about the fires in Tennessee and Georgia? We can talk about that. You want to talk about the tornadoes that killed now seven people? You want to talk about the fires in Israel, the fire, the, the uh, pipeline explosion or the huge fire in uh, Kansas? Let's talk about that. The phone lines are open. Whatever is on your mind, you bring it up, we'll talk about it. I got somebody from a 706 area code. Go ahead and press 1 if you got something to say. Um, my engineer can see you. I mean, press the number 1 button. You don't have to. Don't feel obligated to, but if you have something to say, you're more than welcome to press the number one button, and we'll see about getting you on the show. She'll pick up the phone and say, hello, this is Keeper's My Fool. Don't be afraid that, you know, it is. It's time to speak up. It's time to stand up and speak out. And, and, you know, we have been quiet for so long. This isn't the time to get timid again and go back to sleep. This is the time to, you like, you know, continue the push. So who have I got on the line with me? This is Keeper's Mind. Got the dashboard outlaw, brother. Holy crapoli, man. This is, oh, dashboard outlaw. You sound a little tired, man. What's going on? Oh, no, I've been working all day. Got my butt whooped. (laughs) Yeah, that'll happen when you're driving a truck, man. Yeah, yep. Yep. It, It happens. Anyhow, Keeper, sorry I missed you when I was through town. Anyway. man. That sucks. You know, I was, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes away, and I could not get there. I felt so bad. Hey, got to do what you got to do, brother. I understand that. Well, you said talk about anything I want to talk about. Well, want to talk about this this nation of ours turned in from a beacon of light and people with, to their government. We've turned into a bunch of wusses. I mean, yes. <clears throat> I'm not one that likes to start a fight. I don't, I don't like violence. But, you know, when the kid doesn't listen, you've got to grab him and whale his ass. Well, this <laughs> government needs its ass whaled right now because 
it, it, look, look at what they did to the Bundy Ranch, but what they did in Oregon, and what they're doing in Standing Rock, what they've done to Casey Massey, Charles Dyer, Mr. Uh, Deegan out in West Virginia. How much has to happen for people to figure out that our elections are not solving the problems, they're not listening, our petitions ain't working, and being peaceful and legal is not how George Washington and the colonists did it. If if you're waiting for the government to show you a legal way to do it, they're going to tell you no every single time. <laughs> every single time. Um, I just I was reading a case um, where actually this was a, a, I want to say the Supreme Court. The, time after time after time, there was no reply. The Supreme Court just completely ignored it. They didn't. They didn't hear it. They didn't say no to it. They didn't dismiss it. They just never. You want to know why that is? Because they didn't want to claim ownership of the fact that they're actually uh, unconstitutionally doing what they're doing. No, because if they reply to something, they have to provide remedy. And if they if they open their mouth and say anything, they could incriminate themselves. There's a case going on right now where a judge refused to reply to this person's motions. And, and I think that might be the same one. It may, not have been Supreme, it may not have been Supreme Court, but it, I think we're talking about the same case in happenstance. Yeah, well, they, the, the thing is, the reason why the judge will not reply is because it will indict her in, for treason. Yes. That's exactly right. So, I mean, but when the courts I mean, don't reply to you, it's because you've said something. They don't want to open that can of worms. Yeah, because they know they're wrong. They know they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. And in this case, it was uh, illegally seizing property because of whatever reason they feel like is what it boils down to. Uh, Look at the and, family and, courts. The judges all are, are um, claiming immunity from prosecution for the things they're doing, and the family court itself is totally illegal. I personally can talk about that one because out in California, my kids are 2 and 37 years old. But I'm still paying child support today because California wants more money. And when I go to court, I'm, where's my jury? I told you I want a jury. Oh, we don't give a jury. Why not? It's over $20. Why not? Uh, because it's just not how we do things. I, I have a right to uh, – uh, um, demand justification for their uh, uh, claim to jurisdiction, and instead of getting what I'm supposed to get, according to the California State Constitution's court rules, that they have to supply subject matter jurisdiction when it's challenged. What did I get? We have jurisdiction. That's enough about that. That's what I got. Uh, no court so reporter... Your kids are nearly 40 years old, and you're still paying child support? Yes, sir. I'll be paying until I'm dead. Who receives it? The state gets it in in, uh, interest money, as you were just talking about. Uh, Loans? Well, when when my ex-girlfriend, mother of my my sons, went to California, instead of coming to me, hell, I didn't even know my first son was born until he was already walking and talking. But instead of coming to me saying, hey, come come help me out here, uh, let's get jobs, let's take care of these kids. No, she didn't do that. She went to the welfare, and she stayed there living on welfare for 12 years 
at least before she ever got a job. Well, my my uh, defense in court was, wait a minute. I did not put a gun to her head. I didn't rape her. She had sex with me uh, uh, willingly. And I right. did not force her to go and take out a loan with the government. She could have came to me for, for the kids' support. Well, the reason why I'm still paying money today is that back then, when I found out that my child support was going $50 to the kids and 300 to the state, I went and had a shit fit. And then I went to yeah. the state of California, and I says, no, no, no. You go ahead and you keep 50 for you and give my children 300 because your interest does no good to my children or the mother. So you want anything from me? The only thing you're going to get is receipts. Well, well, for the last 32 years, that's all they got from me was receipts other than my monthly $100 a month payments because I somehow got it down to 100 bucks. Well, Two Christmases ago, they they uh, reopened the case, and now I'm paying $350, and, and it put me in a position to where, do I pay my light bill this month, or do I pay this? You see what I'm saying? So that 350 bucks a month is, is, is hard pill to swallow. My kids are grown men, but you want to really want money. Where's the case at? What part of California is the case at? Butte County. Butte County, California. But the point I'm making is that she went and got a loan from the government, and somehow, some way, their illegal family courts feel I'm liable for her actions. I never said I wouldn't take care of my kids. I would absolutely take care of my kids. I did everything I could to take care of my kids. But uh, well, I just at, didn't at want eighteen, money. at eighteen, they should excuse me, they should be emancipated. At 18 years old, unless there's unless there's proof that they're going to college, and unless you owed, you know, back college, college, they tested out of high school at 16 years old, both kids, and went right to Butte County College. They they finished that before they were 18. Oh, uh, 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 and uh, wow. Is is this yeah. anywhere close to like uh, Van Nuys, California, uh, Thousand Oaks? No, uh, no. Oh, okay. It's north of Sacramento, Butte County, Chico, California. Oh, that's too bad. I was going to give you a, a name of a really good attorney that you know helped me out of a whole lot of stuff um, yeah. when I was still living out there in California and my two kids. Um, yeah. And I hope this doesn't prove to be an omen for me um, because my oldest son has turned eighteen. I have to wait until December before he is actually emancipated because he goes to school in Arizona, um, and they finish up their school year sometime in December, and hopefully I won't have to continue to pay child support on him, but we'll see how it goes. Um, just, oh, man, that's that's just – I can't believe that. Just, you know, I, I am so glad I left California when I did, like 12 oh, and a half, near 13 years ago. I mean, you. The only other as liberal a place is probably Long Island, New York. And you know, the tax rates in New York—you can't even live there unless you're making at least seventy-five thousand dollars a year or more. And that's let, like let, tax let me tell you free. Let, let me tell you something about the child child support. First of all, it's not a law; it's an act. Right. And there is no published 
rules of the court for statutes. Statutes are not laws. They're subsections of a law. But, but the police and the courts are, are enforcing them as if they are laws. Now, yes. why I'm telling you this is because according to the federal constitution and every single state constitution, slavery and involuntary servitude is forbidden, illegal, unless the crime justifies the state holding you against your will and forcing you to work. Um, I went to court and I asked them flat out, why am I here? Because you have child support. So my, child, my children are grown men. Why am I here? Did you um, charge me with a crime that I'm unaware of? And I had them say, on, if, if there was court recorder there, it would have been yeah. on record that, yeah. no, there, we haven't charged you with a crime. I said, so if I didn't commit a crime, why am I here? Because you owe the state child support money. I said, no, you're, you're holding me to involuntary servitude is what you're doing. I have to work for the rest of my life to pay off this bill. I'll never get it paid off unless I hit the frickin' lottery or something. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, and, sir, but I'm, you're just going to have to deal with paying the child support that you supposedly owe us. It's, I'm right, sure you said exactly. something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's about the attitude towards it. But the point I'm making, though, is that, that, yes, every father and every mother for their children, I'm not condoning not paying child support. But I have yeah, a either. problem with paying it to the state. Let me pay it to the, the mother, and, and, and the mother, if she's on welfare – Make them provide a receipt for every penny. Absolutely. That has to happen. It has to happen because right now I see people spending at the grocery store lobsters and steaks on on EBT cards. And I'm like, what the hell? I can't even afford that. You can actually actually go to a restaurant, okay, with your EBT card. And I, I wish you wouldn't do this. Have some kind of you know, intestinal fortitude and do what you're supposed to do. But you can go to a restaurant, buy lobster, a surf and turf, uh, the most expensive thing on the menu, and pay with your EBT card. Yeah, that's supposedly a luxury, and and you get taxed at the restaurant, where you don't get taxed at the grocery store because it's food, it's not a luxury. Yeah. So what the hell? It's a contradiction in, in laws right there. Yeah. So, I mean, people wonder, why, well, how come there's so much fraud in the welfare system? But, well, because Uncle Sam has to make their buck because they're going to tax they're, they're going to call human trafficking. Tax money. Human yeah. trafficking. They make money they off really of the prisons for, for profit, and they make money off of the children. They take your children, and they make money. The federal government will give that state, that county, $50,000 for every child that they take and keep that, that they don't have to give back. Or refuse to, in many cases. And there are some kids that shouldn't have been missing or shouldn't have been taken from their house. And you know, I've heard too many horror stories and nightmares about the kinds of things that that transpire with with families where their children were taken from them without cause, just because well we just feel like it is basically the attitude that comes down. Um, and it's it, it is absolute it is an absolute nightmare. Um, well, let's talk about CPS now. All right. Well, you know, hang on a minute. I got. I got. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, dashboard. We got somebody else that's going to be coming on here pretty quick, and I want to play some music really fast. 
um, just to break things up a little bit. Um, do you have a song you want to hear from Madison Rising, Ayla Brown, um, maybe Smoking Joe Thunder, something banging, something surprise. fun? You got to you got to surprise you. All right, yeah. I'm gonna let my engineer pick it, and it doesn't have to be Bang Bang. Um, I'm gonna let my engineer pick whatever we're gonna be listening to, and uh, I'll go ahead and um, back it up on the other end. So just go ahead and spin something up, and uh, I'll throw out who it is and where you can get more of their music. But we're going to take a quick break. i got somebody coming up on the other side of that, I hope. Please stay tuned for more of Keeper's My Pool. If she's listening. There it is. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Oh, glory made me a soldier. You know I love my stars and stripes And I believe in freedom That's why I signed up to fight But war is hell and the bullets keep flying There's fire in the sky and my buddies keep dying I miss my mama's cooking Oh, yeah. 
smoking Joe Thunder right there, smoking Joe Thunder and his no good friends. You know, anytime I hear that song, uh, <laughs> I always get a tear in my eye. Uh, check out more of his music at uh, ReverbNation.com and look up Smoking Joe Thunder and his no good friends, F-R-E-N-Z. You can also find them on Facebook, Smoking Joe Norman. Um uh, the guy I got online is somebody that pays attention to every rad, every micro rad, every source of radiation that bombards us every day from over the United States. And not too many other people pay attention to this stuff. And he does have some information and, and a way to combat the radiation that is in our soil. It's not an overnight cure by any any way, shape, or form, but it does work. So I'd like to welcome to the program Mr. Chuck Heineman. Chuck, thank you for being here, man. Um, I know you've got an update, and you put these things out pretty much every day, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Pretty much, especially with uh, the ground shaking as much as it is as of late. Uh, I've been keeping a pretty good eye on what's going on with the earthquakes. So, yeah, they've been happening, me. you know, too much, too soon, too close. And if I'm not um, too far off my mark, didn't we just have one in uh, Yellowstone that was pretty, pretty kind of nerve-wracking? Uh, last week we did, yeah. Um, uh, ironically, I'm looking at the the map, quake map right now. Um, Alaska's been getting hammered pretty hard today. Um, really? We've had several up there. Um, let me scroll down through here. Alaska just, uh, ironically, just uh, 28 minutes ago, Oklahoma had a 2.7. Um, Fiji had one 55 minutes ago, a 4.5. Uh, two hours ago, another one in Fiji at 5. Um, these, these, we know, okay, you know, as you know, with the minimal amount of knowledge that we have, we know that we're going to have earthquakes. You know, the, the plates are moving all the time and different things are happening. We get that. Um, and, you know, scientists want to sit there and tell us that these small quakes, less than three point whatever, uh, are just, you know, the stress release. Right. Um, and, and we don't ever know when there's going to be a big earthquake. I mean, I actually felt one here in Virginia. Um, and I thought it was a truck driving by because I was from California, and I was, that was no earthquake. It was an earthquake. It was like a 3.4, um, and I thought it was a truck driving by. So everything is kind of relevant when it comes to an earthquake, but when they continue to happen in in regular interval intervals, they, they, they tend to get to a point where uh, they're going to stop happening, and then there's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. And see, with well, Fukushima just having a big swarm of them here in the last week and a half to two weeks ago, that's what really kept my attention again on earthquakes. Um, you know, Japan was having fours and fives every six to eight hours. Those are those are pretty big. Anything over a four is is gonna you know move your bed a little bit. You're gonna notice it. You're gonna. It's not gonna be like a truck driving by. And see, like just two hours ago up there in Alaska, um, it's almost at the same time frame. They had two of them, but they had different depths. So that tells me they were two separate quakes just real close together. One was a 5.2 and one was a 5.1. And then just an hour before that, Chile had one at uh, 
And it it seems weird. Any, anytime Chile has one or Alaska has one, there's one on the other side of the planet, too. It's pretty wild. And then five hours ago, uh, Alaska had two other ones, a uh, 4-4 and a 4-1. And then you can scroll on down, and Chile, eight hours ago, had a 4.7. Is there – have you noticed, or is, is the data right now inconclusive? Is there, like, a correlation between the amount of radiation and earthquakes? Um, no, nah, I think it's just the fact that we were in the middle of a polar shift and the planet's kind of off tilt, I think, is a big factor to, to the rise in quakes right now. But uh, on to the nuclear issues, um, I had it scrolled here just a second ago and then I moved it. Ironically, you know, everybody's keeping an eye on, well, I keep an eye on Fukushima. And TEPCO released an article, um, you know, back in July. Everybody's watching this ice wall. Well, they admit the ice wall will not stop the groundwater, but everybody keeps talking about it from time to time. And, and TEPCO uh, is, the, is, the, is the Japanese company that owns this power plant. It's actually right. still, you know, burning radiation into the ground and going into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, okay, so just update everybody there really quick. Go ahead. And then November 25th, <laughs> Iran loses uh, an important piece of nuclear device. So I don't know what what <laughs> Iran lost. They're just not going to admit to it. <laughs> but they're also yeah, yeah, not they getting got, ready. They, I heard they got robbed. With uh, Chernobyl, they're they're actually getting the new new coffin over Chernobyl moved into place. So that's good news on that part. So. And everybody thought that Chernobyl was, you know, dormant now and not put, not producing any radiation. No, 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 no. They, I mean, it, it, if you were radiation to go online right now, if you were to go online and look at, you know, look up pictures of Chernobyl, because there are people actually out there, and they're in their radiation suits and all that stuff. But um, others have uh, taken, you know, quadcopters or drones or whatever it happened to be and flown over areas. And it's all overgrown. I mean, you knew you could tell that there was a city there at one time, mm-hmm. a thriving population. Uh, but it's all overgrown. I mean, trees growing through buildings and vines growing up walls, and all, the the streets are cracked with you know cracked and lined with you know grass and shrubs and you know wheat growing in it, all this other stuff. But that doesn't mean it's a okay to occupy again because the radiation is still you know off the charts. It is still you know producing. Uh, you know, radiation levels that you cannot, you can't live in. There's no way to survive there still. And amazingly, Mother Nature has seemed to have found a way to deal with it and continues to thrive and live in that environment. So, um, you know, 500 years from now, we'll find out what, you know, develops out of that particular area, uh, mutated this is a mess. But it, it, radiation is something that we have to deal with every single day of our lives. Um, and not just through medical fields or whatever. We're walking and talking through all kinds of different radiation. And these are the kinds of things you pay attention to. Is that right, Chuck? Yep. And uh, we're going to get a new radiation report um, Saturday morning. Last week's radiation report, or two weeks ago, there was 59 cities in America that was above 1,000 counts per minute. So, so what is, uh, people are familiar with like a Geiger counter. 
what does that relate to? A thousand counts per minute relates to what on like a Geiger scale, Geiger count. Well, what what everybody needs to realize that we have three, we have different forms of, of radiation. We got gamma, we've got the alpha and the beta. The numbers I'm watching that are so much different than everybody else, your EPA and even nuclear emergency tracking, their numbers are pretty much just gamma numbers. The numbers I'm watching through veterans today with Bob Nichols is combined between the gamma and the beta. And that's giving us a more accurate more defined, true count per minute. Okay, well, what is the difference between the, the three radiations? I mean, if the, if the EPA is only reporting gamma radiation, what is the alpha and the, and the beta difference between them? Your nuclei. Your, I don't want to get, overload everybody with technicals. Uh, Google search it. Let them do their homework. There are three <laughs> different... That's just it. If I if I tell everybody, then everybody just listens in one ear and out the other. If people right. actually go start looking and doing their own homework, they'll realize how serious it is. Your gamma is is what you're getting your your cancers. So okay, so that's that's very detrimental to uh, being a human. Make sure hair fall all out and all that. You gotta remember the government I'm just, just I'm created our radiation. I, I, I mean, I'm guessing here. I mean, I, I don't know which one makes your hair fall out. I know chemotherapy, which is a form of radiation, makes your hair yep. fall out, makes you sick, um, and supposedly it's been, it's supposed to be a cure for cancer, which I really don't understand because if radiation in some way, shape, or form caused cancer to begin with, why are you going to go ahead and irradiate your body? Go ahead and get some cannabis oil, or go make some, you know. Marijuana brownies and ingest some cannabis because that's probably going to help you out a whole lot more than chemotherapy. And they give them the the you know they give chemotherapy patients uh, the synthetic form of THC, which is the active ingredient which makes you high in marijuana, and it's shown to increase their hunger. Meanwhile, they're you know still throwing up. And now now they got the munchies, but they're going to throw it up because they're going to have another radiation treatment on the next day. So why not just give them the THC, oil, let them eat what they want to eat, and check them out in like three months or a month? I have heard so many stories where THC has helped people with cancers, where it's helped with seizures, where it's helped people with glaucoma and other Whatever ailments you can, you can know, pick one. It's a natural herb. It is an herb. Okay, it was put on the planet for human consumption. There it is. Enjoy it. Do something with it. You can. You, the plant hemp, which has no THC in it, can do all kinds of magical things. But we're getting away from the subject of this radiation thing that that we all got to deal with. And it is amazing to me that more people don't pay attention to it. I think we're kind of been uh, uh, not immune to it, but we've been kind of lackadaisical in paying attention to it because, you know, the, the amount of, of cancer, the amount of um, Alzheimer's, the amount of um, autism, we don't know if these, you know, these things other than the cancer has to do with, with forms of radiation. 
it just <laughs> there's so much medical research that needs to be done, and this is from a Western medicine point of view. We have to study this state, this this thing for tens and fifteen, you know, ten or fifteen years before we can actually come up with an answer. But even then, we don't know. So, Where do we draw the line? Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Like I said, you know, trying to to educate everybody over the years of what's going on, um, letting people know that they're we don't have to accept these uh, death rates that they're putting out now. You know, changing the death rate acceptable from one in ten thousand to one in twenty three. We don't have to accept that. There are things we can be doing to our soil to turn this around. Because our soil is our natural filter to our, our drinking water, and that's where they're getting us. They've raised radiation safety limits so many times in our drinking water, and people aren't aware of it. Absolutely. So, I mean, they, they put, I don't know how many different kinds of chemicals in that stuff, you know, and they they just, you know, well, this is bottled filtered water. That doesn't mean that it's okay to drink, but, I mean, it's it's a whole lot better than certain tap waters that are that are going around right now. I mean, just case in point, Flint, Michigan. Um, I've got somebody else that's on the line, and I want to ask him if he has a question. Yeah, he, he may because he, he sees things differently than I do. Um, Earl, Mr. Dashboard Outlaw, are you still there? Hello? I think he's still on the line someplace, but I want to see if he has a different take on this, a, a question that, that you might be able to answer about this better than I can. Because like I said, he does think differently than I do. Um, and he might agree with me that, that people are not paying attention to the things that we should be paying attention to. And I would even suggest that in his mind, in my mind also, um, the politicians doing the wrong things and police doing the wrong things is what a lot of people should be paying attention to. Okay, he did drop off. All right. Um, Dashboard Outlaw, I appreciate you being here, sir. Thank you for your time. Um, so what else can you tell us about what's going on? I mean, the, 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 which cities uh, reported this high amount of radiation bouncing around? Um, biggest one last time was in, um, I believe it was Bakersfield. I'm not from the computer right now, but we had uh, a lot of them right here in the middle of the country with the plain states clear out to you guys on the east coast so we have okay. issues all the way across the board that quite frankly are being flat out ignored <laughs> yeah definitely uh, when you yeah. well like with me right here in the middle of the country I see the mutations in our livestock two noses on a baby calf two headed baby calves we've had kittens born with a, a kitten born an hour away from me that uh, had four ears and then the wow. rare forms of cancers and one small community with four young children with leukemia. Come on, people. Yeah, Somebody it, it, needs I mean, <laughs> There's definitely something going on. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe maybe Erin Brockovich might get a hold of some of this one day, shape, day, whatever. I mean, she lives in California, close to where I used to live, or did live in California, close to where I used to live. Um, and they filmed the movie um, actually in my community because it's pretty much where she was driving from. Um, uh, Mr. Hyman, we've got somebody else on the line. Uh, I don't know if he has a, has a question or comment about what we're talking about right now. 
But this is Open Lines, and I want to bring him in and see what he's got to say. Is that all right with you? That's fine. All right, we've got about 10 minutes before the top of the hour when we're going to take our commercial break. I'm going to bring this gentleman in and see what is on his mind and pick his brain a little bit. I'd like to welcome Curtis to the program. Curtis, you there, man? Yeah, what's up, Cooper? I'm here. Hey, I'm hey, sitting hey. I'm listening to you guys, and uh, I mean, I'm a firm believer that there's a lot of uh, radiation out there. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that they're putting in. As everybody knows, the vaccines that they give their kids that's causing a lot of the problems. I mean, I mean, it's in our drinks, it's in our food. You can't really get away from it because so many people they they're just not ready to have to go back a hundred years in time to live the right way so that we could see the problems and fix them. Yeah, it's almost so, impossible to even get away from like uh, Monsanto seeds, you know, that are you know right. supposedly you know going to be better for us. But the only thing that they do is you know keep bugs away because they've been you know somehow you know down to the DNA manipulated so that they can withstand having you know bug killer like Roundup sprayed on them um, and still right. go ahead and exist. Right, but I mean, if you think about if you think about that, then think about are those the same seeds that they have in the vault in Antarctica, where they've got holding all the seed, the food bearing plants, and they've got all the all the seeds for them. I mean, if something does happen, are are they genetically altered foods, or is it the same that? It was a hundred years ago before there was any pesticides involved. No, I mean, even well, seventy got, years ago. <laughs> they have a vault that is out there with nothing but the heirloom, the original seeds. We could still buy them. You just got to get online and uh, look up heirloom seeds, and uh, you can still get them. But they're they're kind of pricey. But you know, when you look at your health, what what do you want to spend for your health? Right. Yeah, I mean, but if you're if you're paying if, if you're paying a, a a couple of you know a couple hundred bucks to go see a doctor, and he's giving you this synthetic medication or that synthetic medication or some other you know man-made medication that's really not doing anything for you except causing symptoms that they're going to give you another prescription for because you're dealing with symptoms of the first thing. Right. Why 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 is it not possible? To, to even synthetically manufacture a drug that does not cause side effects and does what it's supposed to do, which is why you go to the doctor in the first place. You know, and here we have this, you know the vaccines and you know the, the 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 plants that you know we shouldn't actually eat. The squirrels and birds they won't eat, um, and somehow now we have a, a worm that will actually eat Monsanto corn. Go figure that. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. If I spend all this money and I buy, I buy those heirloom seeds, and I'm gonna plant it in this uh, irradiated, no better soil. word, right? <laughs> cesspool of a earth that we have now. I'm still gonna get the chemicals and the crap that I don't want. So I mean, we're we're in a catch twenty two. Damn if you do, and damn if you don't. So not well, necessarily. That, that, see, that's where Chuck actually comes into play, and what he has behind the scenes to fix that kind of thing. Uh, it, it, everything, you know, everything has a return, man. Everything has a return. And when we're talking about radiation, when we're talking about, you know, 
<laughs> herbicidal seeds and things like that, and, and, and plants that can withstand being sprayed with, you know, gallons upon gallons of, you know, insecticides. Somehow that's not supposed to get ingested into the human body. Yeah, just let me call bullshit right now. Um, but if you do get to these heirloom seeds and you do order them, Mr. Chuck over there has some really great stuff that you can put in the soil to help combat that and get back to you really good soil. Chuck, do you want to talk about that really quick before we get to our commercial? we got about six minutes before we hit that. Yep. What Mid-America Land Restoration is, I'm based with 125 different species of naturally, beneficially reoccurring microbes, nature in the bottom, giving Mother Nature what she needs to sustain. And by doing this, we clean up that, that chemical footprint, that, that soup, and we clean up the radiation in working on returning that soil back to her natural balance she had years ago. Because with the onslaught of the, the farming, the chemicals, the chemtrails, to the radiation, to everything else that's going on in the environment, we've lost that balance. And that's in part why they've uh, raised the radiation safety limits in our drinking water, because our soils are filtered to our water. When we start cleaning up our soil, we start cleaning up our water. We start cleaning up our water, we start cleaning up our atmosphere. We start cleaning up our atmosphere... We don't have to worry about global warming. Hello? See? Everything gets a return. I mean, it seems logical. Right. And it's Mother Nature, which is probably the most sporadic and illogical thing known to man, which is why I guess women have a problem with the moon and full moon cycles and all that stuff. But, hey, I just, I'm just talking out my butt here. Um, Got to have a little bit of fun and poke fun at the ladies, but I do love them. Awesome people. They got a brain that most people don't really understand. Uh, certainly, men don't get it because we're clueless when it comes to how women are always emotional about stuff. Um, <laughs> complete side topic, you know, serious left turn and tangent and conversation tonight. I'm just having fun, and I want people to have fun on this show. Um, what else is on your mind, Curtis? I mean, you called in, you're listening to the show, and you called in. Oh, there's a lot, man. There's a lot. Um, <laughs> less than six minutes, so I mean, where to start? Been doing a lot well, of you know, you can, a lot of research. Go ahead and drop <laughs> us like and, uh, one or two. Go ahead and drop us one or two, as just like a little teaser. One or, one or two. Let's see. Uh, I've been working <laughs> with different people across the country for some time, and with everything that I see going on, we are on the verge of going to war. And when we do go to war, our food's going to go up, which it's already going up. Our gas is going back up, which is kind of mind-boggling to me because, I mean, at one point in time, we was paying $200 a crude barrel, and we're paying well under 75 50 bucks for it now, and it's still over $2. And I don't quite understand the logic there other than the fact that they know they can raise the price of gas. And we're going to pay whatever because we have to go to work. We have to go to the grocery store. We have to travel. I mean, that's just how it goes. Um, but with with everything that I see coming out, I've been watching Putin and listening to some of the things he says and some of the things that they're talking about over there along with China. And China, it's kind of weird. you got to 
got to download this app and watch it in their language. And as it plays across in their language, it audibles it to where you can understand it. So it translates it into English. And, uh, and there's a lot of stuff going down that ain't nobody paying attention to. Here in Indiana, the news did not catch up with what was going on in Tennessee until it had been going on for two days. We never heard nothing about the fires out there. Uh, it just, it's just nuts, man, the way they, they, they hide so much. But I'm about to be moving, and I'm going to be going down south to where I can get more work, better quality of work, and I don't have to worry about holding my food supplies and holding supplies in general. I can drop them off at two different locations um, and keep an eye on everything at the same time. But I'm going to try and work with a couple people that I'm already working with to figure out the best possible way. There's a lot of people out here just like us that talk, that pay attention, that want to be ready, that have an extra 5 or $10 a week out of their paycheck that they could donate if they knew that there was a spot going and what their money was being spent on. So right. with, me, with me thinking and other people thinking, us putting our heads together, throwing ideas, bouncing them around, we've come up with a couple – couple ideas that we just got to hash them out but we'll just hold that thought right there we'll talk about that a little bit more on the other side of the break um ladies and gentlemen this is keepers mind pool i am your host i am keeper my real name is robert kilpatrick you can look me up on facebook i would prefer that you go to the keepers mind pool facebook page or find us on twitter and if you search for keepers mind pool on twitter the address or the at is at mind pool so go ahead and look that up we're going to take our commercial break. If you are listening, 424-258-9220. Press the number one button after the recorded message, and somebody will answer your phone call. Please stay tuned. Don't go away. we got another hour of Keepers Mind Pool just coming up after this. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention to this. If you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Bray, and you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. At DaveBrayUSA.com. Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesma. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and these, all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. Whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, they go out and break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayer dollars, and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going into harm's way, you know, um, and it's it's an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs, and it takes a special person, and I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last 
sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it. And he just sort of gives his words. Stand by for a special announcement for emergency traffic only. 11.45. Prince William calling, 11.45. This is the final call for 11.45. Officer Ashley Gwendon, end of watch, February 27, 2016. May you rest in peace. You're listening to Keeper's Mind Cold. Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258-9220. If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food... If you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family-style lunch or dinner, stop in and see Big Daddy and the family at Cobbs Creek Diner. Check out the daily specials and great homemade desserts. The barbecue is prepared and smoked to perfection on site, something you don't often see. So stop on by and say hi. Cobbs Creek Diner, located at 12 Linden Avenue, Cobbs Creek, Virginia, for 198 Meats Great Taste. Hey, this is Jordan Page, giving a shout-out to Keeper's Mind Pool, and just tune in to These Guys Are Awesome. Hey, this is Mike, and I listen to Mind Pool every Wednesday. Classic. Welcome back to the program, everybody. This is Keeper's Mindful. I am Keeper, your host. Again, if you are listening on your computer and you have a question or a comment, please dial the phone number 424-258-9220. Shall I say that again? A little bit slower? 424-258-9220. And press the number one button after the recorded message. Somebody will answer your phone call and get you live on the program. Um, We're talking with (coughs) – excuse me. Uh, we're talking with Curtis, and I don't know if Mr. Chuck Heineman is still on the line. He is more than welcome to stick around. Um, and, and Curtis was in the middle of a thought process there, and I don't know how much he w- wants to go into, but I'm going to give him uh, some time and, and hear what he has to say and what he's talking about. Go ahead, Curtis. Fill, fill us in, man. All right. Um, basically what I was talking about is we've all – pay attention to what's going on. We all know what's going on. We know we're being lied to by the media. And uh, for the most part, our country is falling apart. Everybody's, yay, we got Trump as president. Well, yay, we got Trump as president. I mean, it's the lesser of the two evils. But at the same time, Trump's been backpedaling on what he said he was going to do out the gate. So just keep watching him because he's not going to be what everybody thinks he supposed to be in what he's been talking about his whole 
campaign, but that's a different topic. Like I was saying is, is I've been working with a couple of different individuals and we have come up with a couple of ideas. Hopefully it works because I, for one, don't want to see the population dwindle. If something does happen, which it's going to, it's just a matter of time now with uh, Russia and China possibly going to war with us. I mean, if you look at everything, yeah, Russia has Russia has put a band on taking in our commodities. So they're not even taking in our food. They're not taking in a lot of our products no more. They refuse yeah, to take anything from us. <laughs> right, but at the same time, they're keeping everything that they're used to from their home, and that's what they're doing. They're keeping their money in their community, which is what we should do, but then again, I mean, the United States isn't a country anymore. It's, I mean, it's an entity, so it's, in, it's, it's a business. It's incorporated. It's, yeah, it's incorporated, and it's not being right. run that way. And it's been right. that way it's a for, business. You know, I, I couldn't tell you how long. Um, right. And th- this, this, this business, this corporation, um, has been running in the red for far too long. And, you know, you, you, know, you brought up Trump, and that being a different topic, and that's completely cool. Um, and, and what you were saying, I'm right there with you. I, when he was saying what he was saying, repeal and, and replace, you know, I don't even want to bring this up anymore. My God, the Affordable Health Care Act, Obamacare. Right. People say that he's backpedaling on that. Well, I kind of agree, but at the same time, when I look at it, I don't want people that have a pre-existing condition to be left out once again which is one of the reasons why this whole thing came together. And I don't think anybody does. Um, when, when you hear things coming off of mainstream media saying, well, you know, uh, President-elect Trump is you know, got, not going to go after Hillary Clinton, or he says something along those lines. Well, being the president, number one, it's not his job. So he's going to right. – the, the cabinet that he's putting together are the kinds of people that he believes – is going to do the job he is placing them in. That's how a corporation should be run. And then people that don't have that kind of mentality, that kind of mindset, don't think that way. So they don't understand it. So he's putting the responsibility of the attorney general that he has nominated or that he has assigned, um, he's putting that responsibility on them. If you do it, great. If you don't do it, I'm going to be upset because I nominated you or elected you or placed you in that position to do a certain job. And it's basically uphold the law of the land across the board, not just for this person and then not for that person. At the same time, I mean, all of his placements, in my view, are people that have been known within the political forum. And yes, maybe he's not cleaning out the swamp like people would hope, and including myself, but he is actually placing people in the key positions because he sees something within them that will get let them get the job done. He's not going to sit there and micromanage. His job is to be the president of the United States. He is supposed to go, and he has an actual set, <coughs> lined out job description in the Constitution. And I think, that's, I think that that is what he is doing. And people right. will say that he doesn't know anything about it. But I think that he does, if not, you know, as well as, you know, the he, right he, he knows, but he doesn't know as well as he's supposed to. So, but anyway, that's a that's a totally different subject. We spent hours debating on that dude. 
and <laughs> we could. What, they're, what they're talking about. But like I was saying, we've got we've got a couple things in the works. I want to make sure that when something does go down, to look at my fellow Americans that wished they would have said, hey, this guy's got a good idea. All that money I was blowing on fast food or all that money I was blowing on shoes, I mean, I could have been sending him five or ten bucks and he could have gave me a card and a patch, whatever, to get through and a and a map from my area to get to a rendezvous point to be brought in. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I mean, I just don't want to see it, man. I don't want to see the women out here that go to work every day because the dudes are deadbeats and all they're, all they worry about is the next tale. I don't want to, I want, don't want the women to worry about it. And I want the kids to worry about it. I want to make sure they got a place to go. That's got food, got shelter for them. And at the same time, we're going to have guys the government to do it. (laughs) Right. Right. At the same time, we're going to have, we're going to have guys there that aren't physically fit enough to go out and make sure that, I mean, if, if it jumps off the way, I'm thinking there's going to be some firefights close to where everybody's staying. So you're going to have to have people there to protect the women and children. Plus you're going to have to have people out couple clicks out, five or ten clicks out to make sure that they don't come anywhere close. So, I mean, long story short, we're reaching out across the board to other people in other countries that are in key roles that would have money and can help aid to get the supplies and the gear, gear being the key, supplies not so much. There's so many supplies in the United States, you just got to be able to go get them. And yeah. the gear and the equipment to get them is the thing. So, I mean, long story yeah, short, people, man, I'm just I'm tired of I'm tired of everybody talking about let's go down here and hold this sign and protest. Let's wait on this election. Well, the election then came. It's done passed. Now, is everybody gonna wait four years to watch the shit go down the drain some more? Or is somebody gonna get off their ass and do what's supposed to be done? Because and, quite and frankly, I've been sitting here watching this. Been watching the tires spin, man, and we ain't we ain't got a good motor no more because it's been revved up so much and redlined, and the tires spun that we we've lost all momentum for everything that needs to be done. But at the same time, there are people like myself, like you. Do you you think there's been? Do you think there's been um, within a certain portion of uh, of I'll just say people in general. Like this great big sigh that Donald Trump was elected to be president. I think a lot of people decided that they was going to finally kick their shoes off and possibly sell some of the stuff that they had stockpiled, yeah. And I honestly think within the next couple years, if we make it that long, if we make it that long, there's going to come a point in time that they're going to take a, it'd probably be this tax check or they're going to miss a couple rent payments down the road this summer. And they're going to buy some of that stuff back Um, because by spring, early summer, 
I guarantee, man, something's going to shake and something's going to shake and it's not going to be just the earth. Something's going <laughs> to shake and people are, people are going to be like, oh, shit. Here it we is. Should have, we should have we should have actually, you know, been prepared. We should have been, you know, right. actually talking to our neighbors yeah, I mean, instead I've of fought, keeping I've our head off. down on a cell phone or being glued into a chair and, and actually right. getting out there and talking to people and having conversations right. and being real with each other. About, you know, I mean, I mean people I've sit there from and, time to time and steadily work, but at the same time, I mean, just because I'm not out there making videos and posting stuff on Facebook like I used to and calling into Keeper's Mind Pool like I want to, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm still doing what I do. I'm still paying attention. I still get notifications from all different people that I've subscribed to, all different kinds of people that I talk to through emails. I mean, I can be at work doing what I do, and I can do construction, and I can get four or five emails, and I look at my guys, and I'll be like, hold on, man, I got to deal with this, and I'll walk off and spend an hour replying to emails, looking at links that they're telling me to look at, and then I'm like, oh, shit, and when I come home, I don't go to bed until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and then I'm up at 5.30 going to get coffee to go to work to do it the next day. I mean, you know as soon I'm as laughing, I know, right? right. You know what right. as soon as, as soon as As soon as it happens, I mean, there's only going to be legitly, man, there's five people that I'm going to make phone calls to, Keeper, and you're one of them. I'm going to be like, hey, look, it's shaking right here. You need to do this. And then I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to call the other four. I mean, <laughs> it's just the way it's going to go. I mean, people got yeah, to get their hands out of the clouds. I'm going to phone calls right after that. <laughs> right. I mean, it just doesn't make no sense that everybody understands what's coming, but they're hinging everything on Trump. On Trump, yeah, yeah. who was predicted, who was predicted in the Simpsons to be the president in 2016? Are you for real? Come on, man. <laughs> um, you know, when when you know, I actually I want to debate a little bit about you know President Elect Trump. I mean, you think he's backpedaling on everything or some things or too much? I mean, man, I mean, it started out. He started out backpedaling, and then, now, I mean, the only thing that I see so far that he's doing is he's possibly going to waive the right to, you You don't have to go get a gun permit to carry a gun. You've got your Second Amendment, which I, that's the smartest thing anybody could do as president. It's in the Constitution. You shouldn't have to pay to be able to walk around the streets knowing you're protected. Now, here's so, the downside. Even here's the, right. Here's the downside to that. How many idiots do you think, oh, well, Trump said it's a law. I ain't got to register it. Bang, bang. Oh, this me and this dude had conflict. That's going to fill the jails up real quick, real quick, just well, because you're going to have a lot of hotheads out here that's going to say, oh, well, shit, the president passed the law. You don't have to have a gun permit now, and it don't have to be registered. So all these guns that's been used in multiple homicides, they're going to come out the woodwork. And then, Well, see, that actually then, already happens in places like you know Chicago. Right. Okay. I mean, I think we've hit like 4,000 just in Chicago alone um, deaths by gun. Uh, and it's, it's, I can't say that it's all gang-related, but when you look at the general population, most people uh, – We just had four people die here the night before bad, last. Right. It's a bad blanket for so, most people. Um, right. If they're carrying – okay, they're already lawfully carrying – Okay, I mean they they have you know a a, a moral compass um, that 
they think and most people kind of understand it's, it's kind of like driving down the road. You know, you're in something that can kill people, and you are usually respectful. Um, and if you know somebody else has a gun, you're going to be more respectful, even if you're carrying, because it's a great equalizer. Nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to kill anybody, uh, except for, you know, situations like I was talking about was, you know, game-related stuff. Oh, I kill him, and then they're going to do it kind of thing. Um, All right. A lot of this is generalization, and I'm not afraid of that. Um it just seems to me that an armed society is a more polite society, uh, and then obviously you're going to have a bad element. But I think that I think in the long run, if he actually does push that forward, um, the world would be a safer place. If not, definitely the United States, because right. you're not going right. to know. That's got to make it past. That's got to make it past all them. 60, 70, 80 year old people that's been sitting there soaking up all of our money for the last. Shit, fifty years yeah. in the house. I mean, that's got to go past all of them. Just because he's wanting it to be one way, doesn't mean it's going to happen. And that's what everybody's well, going to understand. Trump can say all he wants. <laughs> right? He can pull an Obama and write an executive order. Come on, man. I mean, it, it sounds good in theory. Sounds good in <laughs> theory, does, but, but there's no way he would be able to get away with it like you know the current president has. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Even 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 with the House, uh, it, it both both. I mean, really being controlled by Republicans. And that's 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 what everybody's got to understand. I I think they're missing the big picture. Obama got away with it because they allowed Obama to get away with it. It wasn't so much that they they allowed him as far as our House did, but the people that put Obama in play allowed him to push their um, agenda further along than what it was already there. And yeah. here's Farther something that I, I don't I don't know I don't know how many people have actually thought about this, but Trump is a businessman. Trump likes money. Trump likes money a lot. He doesn't <laughs> care about looking uh, he doesn't like looking good. I mean he's got that hair piece, everybody knows it. He doesn't really care so much about looking good as he does money. So so why is, hasn't anybody brought this up? So, so what happens if if the if the puppet master walks up to him one day and he's in the Oval Office and they shut the door and he's like, hold up, you can't be in here. I don't know you. And calls for Secret Service and they tell him, look, we pay them, we pay you. Shut up. This is what you're gonna do. And he's gonna say, <laughs> oh, well, I'm Donald Trump. I'm the President of the United States. I'm not gonna do that. And they look at him and say, well, your bank account's going to get a few more zeros after it after you do. And he's like, okay, so where do I start signing this executive order you want me to push through? That's what's going to happen. People wake up. That's what's going to happen. He's a businessman. He wants money. It's all it is. It's a money thing. I mean, nobody sees it for what it is. I mean, he's greedy. He wants money. I mean, I mean, look at his wife. Okay, I mean, she's absolutely bought and paid for. Gorgeous. Bought and paid for. <laughs> oh my God! Bought and right? paid for. <laughs> Showpiece. Oh my God! You want to put you want to put class back in the White House? Well, she was a stripper. Okay, cool. Gorgeous, still gorgeous. Okay, right. but she does have she does have a certain amount of class. She does have a sense of style that far outshines right. you. The first you would make right sure now. you. You would make sure if you had a female that had as much money as Trump, and she was like, hey, I want to be with you, but this is what you're going to dress like, and this is how I need you to act. You're going to walk like you 
want what she has in the bank when she croaks, and that's what she's doing. <laughs> she's playing the role. I mean, they're about to put her in movies. You didn't hear that? I mean, she's a damn good no, actress. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> she's acting, man. She, I mean, she's playing the part so that she can get the money so that she doesn't have to want. I mean, people are greedy, man. That's the problem with the world. With society in America, people are greedy. I mean, quite frankly, <clears throat> How I don't I even see. I mean, that really, I don't I see mean, a I'm third. Saying... I don't see a third of the United States making it if the economy fell off tomorrow and we woke up and you couldn't use your debit card, you couldn't go to the bank, and Lord have mercy, everybody on food stamps couldn't use their EBT, and then you hear something come across the TV on that alert. Saying the economy's done, the United States is broke. Fend for yourself. I mean, yeah. it's a wrap. Do you really? Think, they wouldn't even say six that. months. Even six say months, that. people are dead. Yeah. They're gonna be pushing bodies out the way. It's gonna be a stench like you've never smelt before. Everywhere. I mean, yeah. Is that, I mean, is that what to actually happen? And that's why I asked you the question earlier. Do you think there's been a collective sigh? And like you said, we're going to find out in the next, you know, six, eight months, first year, definitely. Um, oh, yeah, within the first 12 months, we'll find out. But at the same time, I mean, as soon as he's in office and he makes his first speech and everybody hears him backpedal during that speech, then what? Yeah. There was a post going around Facebook if Hillary wins 30,000 militia members are going to take up arms and do this. Well. Where's the post if Trump doesn't? Where's the post if Trump doesn't do what he says he's going to do? That same thirty thousand is going to go down there and say, "All right, we're done. Enough's enough." You well, call no, slipping one more time. No, it's going to be all of the the liberals with their rubber dongs and their feathers on the shoulders and you know wearing you know whatever or nothing. They're going to go like fight this war. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, he was going to do this, and he was going to do that, and everything, and now he's not doing that. So we're not happy. Then they're going to impeach him. He'll be in, he'll <laughs> be impeached where they didn't impeach Obama. So, and then yeah, they're going to put Hillary. They're going to put Hillary in there. So I mean, it's just, it's a mess, man. It's a mess, and nobody's ready for it. Nobody's really paying attention to the big picture, and the ones that are, we're still going to work every day, and we're still trying to figure out how to help everybody else. At yeah. the end of the day, at the end of the day, we can talk until we're blue in the face like we have been. We can sit back and we can praise the ones that are doing um, any anything in some cases, anything, anything others. to hold signs, anything to hold signs, to bring attention, to bring people awareness to what's going on. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's still we're another day older. Another year is clicked off. And. We're still gonna leave this fight to our kids if we don't do something, and we don't do something soon, and that's sad. That's yeah. sad that America has turned into what's that song? Who 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 sings that song? Kenny Rogers, Coward of the County. I mean, <laughs> that's what yeah. America's turned into. I mean, I, I'm waiting on the pen to drop and that yellow streak to run out of everybody's back and they insert that constitution in there and do what the hell they're supposed to do. That's why the documents are put into place. But for whatever reason, like the only people that 
seem to have a backbone anymore are the ones that walking around here doing what they want, walking around doing what they want. The police, the politicians. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. crazy, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, coming up here, uh, beginning of next year is the anniversary of Robert Lavoie Finnica being killed, murdered. Right. Right. Um, and um, it's something that I followed, and I've read this man's book, and um, I listened to him speak. He was going to be a guest on my show. I've met his wife and one of his daughters and three of his grandkids, or four of his, four of his grandkids. Um, great little kids. I mean, so full of energy, even at like 9 o'clock at night. So, I mean, just such fun to be around. Um, but I want people to remember that kind of thing. Where were we when that was going down? Why did he die? He was standing right. up for everybody's rights. And, right. you know, D- Donald Trump spewed all this great, fantastic stuff, told us everything we wanted to hear, which is just the same way that Obozo did what he did to get all those people to vote for him, saying exactly what needed to be said at the time. So keep an eye on what's going on. Don't, you know, I said this, you know, that's, earlier that's the, the thing. Program. He, it, said, it, he it, said everything that for the last five to seven to ten years, people like me and you have been banging into people's eardrums for almost a decade now. Trump come out and said it in one speech, and everybody said, "Oh, oh my God, one. this is oh, this is, right. and that's why you know it, it was the right thing. Like I said, right thing, right time." And just because he said that, which is what you're trying to get across to people, is just because he said that, don't stop being ready. I said this earlier in the right. program. This is not the time to relax. This is like, no, you know, this is the time. Keep going. This is the time to get prepared it. a lot faster because now they've got somebody who is known, known to be greedy. I mean, he says it. I mean, the man hasn't wrote books himself. He's got a lot of books out that say by Donald Trump. He never wrote them himself. He paid somebody to write the book so that he could make all the money off the books. I mean, it's it's crazy. The man, uh, I don't know, man. He, he's been he's been on he's been on WWE wrestling and got speared on wrestling and got paid to be on that show. It's not like he was just a guest on there and done it for free. He well, went he, on he, there. Didn't he own it for a little bit? Or try yeah. and buy it? Yeah. Tried to buy it, I think. And, I mean, which is crazy because McMahon started out as a uh, referee when it was NWA. but And now, yeah, a referee and a wrestler, and now all of a sudden he owns it. So, I mean, but Trump has came out. And everybody knows that the dude is greedy. He's been on Shark Tank. I mean, people that go on Shark Tank, look at the guys that are on Shark Tank. Them, them I've never seen because I don't let, watch TV. Right. Well, they let they let people like me and you that come up with these inventions that don't have the money to get it going. They say, yeah, we'll help you get it going for 30 percent, 30% interest, 50% interest. Something, you know what I mean? We'll, yeah. we'll give you yeah. the hundred thousand you need, but over a course of time, we want thirty percent profit coming back right. plus the money we invested. I mean, 
the facts are the facts. Donald Trump is a businessman. He is running companies right now. If he thought for a minute he wasn't going to make money off of being president, it had nothing to do with, oh, I want the country to change. That man wants money, and he knows for a fact by saying what he said, got him all the electorate, got him all the votes, got him elected, and now he's going to be the president. He's going to make money, and watch what I tell you. They're going to come to him, and they're going to say, hey, Trump. I'm going to throw something else at you, okay, because I know where you're going with this. And then we're going to play a song. I'm going to let you come back and answer answer my statement or come back to my statement, okay? Um, we're going to be listening to Jordan Page, and we're going to go straight to it after this. So um, please be ready. Um, don't go away. If you are listening online, 424-258-9220 is the number to call. Once you do that, you're going to hear a recorded message. You're going to hear the song or the program. Press the number one button. Somebody will answer your phone call. Now, coming back to you with some of that. Um, if he is going to relinquish his company like he should do and have no dealings with that, and I think that he has complete confidence in his kid to run that place, um, and disassociates himself, still makes money as being president, but does it in a fashion that actually represents the ideas that he was talking about and grabbed a hold of to get elected by us because we heard the words that he said and it's been what we've been talking about. Think about that. We'll be right back. Jordan Page.
www.nerdymusic.com. Go check it out. Download some of the stuff. It's really, really good. He's got a couple other things out there. So, Curtis, I wanted to give you a little bit of time to think about that. I hope that music wasn't too distracting, and it seemed to be fitting, and I didn't even pick it. I just knew that we were going to be playing some Jordan Page. So what's on your mind with that? Well, I mean, right now, CNN's talking, Trump's doing 180 on his election pledges. So, I mean, he's doing a 180 on his election pledges. Trump is not going to let go of control of his companies. I mean, he might make it look like that, but he's not. I mean, there's, so you there's think, no way. You, you think he's going to pull uh, uh, HRC in regards right. to Right, I mean, right. He's going he's gonna to stay in control. He might have somebody running it for him, but any key decisions is going to go through him. If it's going to cost him a nickel to let somebody run his company and he knows if he's running and he's going to make a dollar, he's not going to lose a nickel. It's it's not going to happen. I I don't see it. I mean, I wish that the dude would do what's supposed to be done and do right by what he said he was going to do that got him elected. I just don't see it. That's why I have been sitting around with my old pad of paper, jotting stuff down, trying to figure stuff out, and getting ready. I mean, the end of the day, we can sit back and just let this stuff slide. We've seen it coming. We knew it was coming. Everybody breathed a big sigh of relief that Hillary didn't get elected. And quite frankly, went back to sleep. Went back to sleep, and they're going to regret it. I mean, it's it's a sad day when people want to do what's right, but all it takes is a video. And this right here is what really pisses me off about everybody that's been in this movement. I was supposed to go to Oregon with a buddy that went out there. He goes by the name of Joker. Me and him was on the phone. I told him, give me two days so my check would clear the bank and I'd ride. I'd take money with me. That way, if we needed, I'd have money to get us home. And for whatever reason, he had to go right then because his ride was leaving. All right. Now, he said that he's glad I didn't go because I'd have been hemmed up, which I probably would have. If he got hemmed up, I would have got hemmed up too. But at the same time, all these people – that went out there to help that dude and had all this backing and all these people run around here talking about, let's do what's right. Let's stand up. If one of us gets shot, if they shoot first, we do this, we do that. How many people got to die before somebody stands up and says enough's enough. This is what they did. They knew that they was going to get people to come out there. They knew once Leroy put out that call, I need help. Help was going to come. So they did the only thing that they could do. They set that man up. They closed off anything in the county he was in, made him drive to another county, knowing the road he would have to go down. And they set up an ambush, a kill box, and they killed him. And it's kind of ironic that there was video footage from a helicopter. There was video footage from the police cars. 
they had it strategically planned. There was people in the trees shooting. They knew what they was going to do. And guess what? They put the video out and everybody shut the fuck up. Excuse my language. Everybody got quiet. Nobody said nothing else. That's all it takes is for them to say, hey, look, this is the power we got because we can control your movement. Yeah, you can control your movement when you got to go across the roads. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, all this tough talk, we're going to stand up, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, hasn't happened yet. Everybody's going to wait until it's too late, and then they're going to run for cover and hope like crazy that they can get to somebody that, one, they've bashed or talked down upon to make their self look better, and that person is going to be the one that's going to be there protecting everybody that he can or everybody that she can. Right. So with, you know, bringing up talking about um, Louis Senecum, that being a similar argument in regards to rights and the well-being of people, they were armed just like they were in Bunkersville, Nevada. Now, when you look at the issue that's going on in North Dakota, Standing these people up. not being yeah, – I'm sorry? Yeah, go ahead. Um, when you look at them, they're unarmed. And the last number of people that I got on the side of the no Dakota access pipeline was 15,000 people. I don't know if that's, that number is correct or not. I haven't been able to independently verify that. The previous number was 4,000, and that was probably three weeks ago, if not maybe, maybe a month or a month and a half. So when you're looking at these people standing up, taking rubber bullets, taking tear gas, taking shock grenades or flashbangs or whatever it happens to be, taking uh, explosives to the arms, um, as this one young lady did, and they're still performing surgery. Hopefully, hopefully she'll be able to keep her arm um, without weapons. Do you see why hasn't nobody ran? Right. Well, why hasn't anybody jumped up and said, "Hey, look, they're unarmed, and you're inflicting harm on them"? Hey, hold up. They're American citizens. They're standing up for their rights and what they believe in. And here, this is what we do. We protect the little guy, and we're not going to let you bulldog him and push him around like that. And definitely not going to let you hurt anybody. Where are those people at? Where are those people at that talk about don't fire unless fired upon? If they hurt you, let's give them the equal amount of resistance that they're trying to give. I mean, nobody's going to do nothing, man. Everybody has the, got scared because of what the happened. interesting thing. The interesting thing, uh, I've heard you know, a couple of different rumors that a whole bunch of veterans are supposed to show up um, in their uniforms and go stand in front of the water protectors. And for people that really don't or haven't been following that, there's going to be an update uh, coming this Friday, I believe. If not Friday, definitely Saturday, right here on Keeper's Wine Pool. Um, and you're going to find out you know, how many veterans showed up, I hope. Um, it's going to be an update. I don't know what they're planning. Um, I gave them the space to do this show and a couple of other shows here on Keeper's Mind Pool, and I appreciate their time. They're doing a fabulous job keeping people informed. Um, so people might want to be paying attention to that. Um, we'll see what happens. One or two veterans, thousands of veterans. Uh, is it actually 15,000 people that are there versus all these police? 
and coming up here on December 5th, they've been given a deadline to move out, um, pick up your stuff and go, or we're going to, I guess, forcibly remove you. These people are standing up for, you know, the right to water, basically, because if this thing actually does break and all pipelines break, because we just had that happen in Alabama, and if I'm not mistaken, in Kansas, it's not just their fight. Just like right. Mal- Malheur was not just Lavoie Finnecombe's fight. It wasn't just the Bundy's fight. Bunkersville was not actually just the Bundy's fight. And That's I wish people, thing, could, man. people could, don't understand. Water water is life. Without water you, you can't you can't live. And if they're trying to control the water, they've they've done got control of the land. I mean, BLM is a joke. They control our land. That's why we pay property taxes on it even after our mortgage is paid. You never <laughs> own you nothing. Never no, own nothing. If you don't nothing. pay that property tax, you don't need to take that house or whatever happens to be in it. Right. And whatever is on that land, they don't care about the house. They just they're they're more concerned about the property staying owned by the government. So, but when they're trying to control the water, I mean, there are certain laws to where you cannot manipulate the flow of a creek, the natural flow of water. You can't do that. But yet, they're allowing pipelines to go in that move water just so that it can get to areas that need it so that they can flourish, so that they can grow. Now, the thing is, is this is that Operation Garden Plot nobody's paying attention to. If they don't want the area to grow, they're going to take the resources so that it dies off and the land can heal itself from people polluting it and doing harm to it. And that's what they're trying to do. I mean... It all goes back to them having control, keeping control, and never losing it. And well, that's, it's, it's just I sad actually, that we've allowed it to come to that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting some messages here. Um, you know, some, some Hold on, Keeper. Not actually... Hold on, Keeper. It's rare that he says that kind of thing. And when he does... I think you might be having to answer a phone call. Hey, okay. Um, some people may say that they're not actually fighting over water. Um, and um, I talked to a guy yesterday, and he was saying that um, the water that they're going to be getting is actually pumped, or that they get is actually pumped from downstream of the pipeline. Again, i got to independently verify that. Is it a fight over water? Is it a fight over sacred land? Is it a fight over um, you know burial sites that have been destroyed or not destroyed? Um, somehow or other, if you look back at this whole thing, you need to find out who it is that actually began this fight. Um, and, and really, who was it that was pushing it in the first place? And then did a whole bunch of people like lob onto it and now want to become part of something that is somehow magically a human rights issue. And there may be a lot of love and a feeling of camaraderie up there, and that's fantastic. And it's bringing people together. Uh, is it the fight? Is it over water? Is it over something else? 
Is it, you know, are there human rights violations? I would say yes, without a doubt. I mean, if you're spraying people with cold water at, uh, you know, in 21 degree temperatures, that's just, you know, pretty bad. Uh, you shoot somebody with um, a rubber bullet and knocks them to the ground. Uh, if you shoot, you know, you throw a grenade and it almost blows somebody's arm off. Yeah, there's certainly human rights violations going on. So you got to look at the whole picture um, when it comes to something like that. And if you look, again, if you look back in history, who has been the person that has, has benefited on anything like this, whether it's been a war or, you know, funding some kind of, you know, destruction? Um, you got to look at where the money is and everything that happens because, as you were talking about, Curtis, uh, people are greedy. I mean, I just heard a story uh, two days ago, Monday, um, where this gentleman was living in um, a rundown place, always said that he didn't have any money, um, so the town felt bad for him. They, you know, got him money for his electric bill, and they got, you know, money for food and all of these things. Um, and he died shortly thereafter, and he had $40 million in the bank. Okay, so people, yes, people are greedy. Uh, we'll find out if that is actually the case um, as, as things progress, but, you know, water is life. And it, it doesn't really matter if that's what they're actually fighting for or not, but water is life. I mean, you got to have water to live. If you don't have water, you're going to die. And if things go down like Curtis was talking about, you're going to need a lot of it, and it's going to go fast, really, really fast. Um, hope everything's Correct. okay, Curtis. Yeah, I'm back, man. I just had another call. The wife was calling me. So you're looking to go down south. Is she going to go with you? Yeah, um, I'm going to go for, I'll probably take off and be down there a couple months. And then she's going to wait until the kids go on their, uh, what they call it, the Christmas break. And uh, when they, and then she's going to let them come back to school for the first probably 30 days. I'm just going to go down there and try to get established, get on my feet, get another place. Then her and the kids are going to come road, down right. there. Right. Yep. That way, uh, that way, we're not all down there trying to run here, run there, figure everything out. Right. Plus, it gets me out yeah. of the cold weather, man. I'll be able to work twenty four seven. So, <laughs> well, it's you know, it's been odd. You know, I live in Virginia, and it's supposed to be you know, not seventy degrees uh, the day before December one. Uh, and it's it's been it's been hot the last couple of days. It's been it's been nice. It's been beautiful weather, not correct weather. Um, right. So sometimes I wonder if there's actually something to this global warming thing. Even though I actually believe it's garbage, which is why they're stocking all this stuff in Antarctica. Um, at least in my head, I'm just thinking out loud here. Just I wouldn't know about uh, global warning. I was just, mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if they're not actually playing with that harp system and figuring out um, a combination of the chemtrails and the harp. I mean, if you think about it, it seems like when they want to control what's going on, there's a lot of chemtrails and the weather gets erratic. Doesn't do what it normally does. There's been a lot of chemtrails. If you yeah. see the clouds, you see the clouds. What kind of electrostatic? type of crap you, know, you got to put up there to make them do what they want you to do. I mean, you know, people, they, people hear the term harp, H-A-R-P. 
Um, right. And a lot of people may not understand or want to actually look that up, but it's actually kind of kind of cool to learn about it, even though it's detrimental to the environment and the atmosphere. Heart high altitude radio propagation. It it right. was designed to be um, a study in the ability to control weather patterns through radio waves. Uh, and which the, is why they seed the clouds and they seed the clouds and those radio waves manipulate whatever poly- molecules they put in the clouds and that controls our atmosphere. And they've been doing go. a damn good job of it. That's why <laughs> yeah, you got all the lines in the skies. You got you need a little put a little bit more water down there in Tennessee and put the fires out. Though it's what you got to do. Uh, there's yeah, actually a huge antenna farm in Alaska, and you, I don't know if you can still find pictures. It's been a while since I actually looked it up. But you can still find pictures of the antenna farm um, in Alaska, and I think there's another couple of them. I'm not 100% sure where they are, but that's, that is one of them. Um, and if you have done anything with amateur radio or anything, it's actually kind of cool to learn about. They just shouldn't be doing this. I mean, no scientists should be doing this. Um, and uh, maybe one day we'll find out that it was actually good for us because there was going to be a huge solar flare that roasted the planet. And because we had all these things going on in the atmosphere, we were actually able to build a force field and withstand that. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. That'd right? be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. It here's, be. The, here's the thing. Here's the thing that's got me kind of baffled, man. I mean, everybody jumping out there. And they're trying to get the new, the newest phone, the newest laptop. I mean, have they put any thought to the fact that we're not really getting new anything? Um, because all they're doing is figuring out which which bugs was in the particular device in question. They figured out how to fix it, so they just made a new one and called it something else. I mean, our technology <laughs> hasn't our technology hasn't grown at all. In the last, what, 50 years, we've had the same stuff. Nothing new has came out. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, and I, I mean, people just, they're not getting it. They're not getting it at all. Something's going to have to shake for them to, for them to gain control. And there's, yeah, there's, let a, there's not going to be something, some kind of magical thing or next step in technology or, or, Anything like that coming from the common core students that are in school, uh, right? No, that, that, that's just not going to happen. Um, I mean, right. look at the, the the pioneers and the engineers of flight. I mean, look at you know the the originators and, and beginners of you know the computer you're holding in your hand while you're talking on the phone. Um, there's been nothing since that time. Um, Nothing. Like you were saying. Every every new Apple device is just a oh well we figured out what causes this to do that. Like the like the note seven that was exploding and catching on fire. There was a bug in the notes. There was a bug in the notes. I had a note four, it had a glitch. It decided to power off one day and acted like it had a dead battery. Plugged my charger in, had sixty seven percent. Battery wasn't dead, but the damn thing wouldn't turn back on unless I plugged it in. Note fours right. are notorious for that. Note threes were, uh, they was okay. That's why I don't they have was the best uh, any, they was the, any Apple. Right. <laughs> right. And, I mean, it's just every new device that's coming out, it's no, it's not something new. 
they've just worked a bug out of something old and named it something different. I mean, yeah. people, people, they, they fail to use, they say what we use three to 4% of our brain. Maybe we need to start trying to figure out how to use five to six and people will start figuring out that everything that they know and been told is a lie. And then maybe we wouldn't have situations like we had at the Bundy ranch and in Oregon and now up in Colorado. I mean, shit's got to change, man. It's got to change quickly because yeah. snowballed everybody, everybody. And I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't think I am. Honestly, I do not think I am. Well, we'll find out if you're right. Um, in, uh, in the next six months to a year at the very, very least, the very most, uh, uh, according to what you're talking about. Um, and you know, people still have to be prepared. We still need to be vigilant. Uh, we can't sit there and go to sleep. We can't take this big, huge sigh and pretend that everything's going to go okay and it's going to go the way we want it to, and we can just go ahead and you know sit back on the couch and be, you know go back to sleep. Uh, it, there's too many things that are going on in different places at different times for different reasons. Not all of the things that happen um, happen just because they happen. There's a reason for them, and we just got to figure out what that reason is. Curtis, thank you for being here, sir. I appreciate your time. I enjoy talking with you very, very much. Um, All right, Keeper. You take it easy. Yes, sir. Um, It's always enlightening and just having a different kind of perspective, Um, understanding quite a bit of it and being a part of some of it, uh, the prepared part certainly. Um, It gives me a, a sense of moving forward and having some kind of control over my own life to be able to do this kind of thing. And it Again, talking about it just makes people think, makes them aware, and hopefully wants them to go learn. Um, We also spoke with Mr. Chuck Heineman tonight, um, Mid-America Land Restoration on Facebook, midamericalandrestore.com or .org. I think it's a .com. I can never get the two correct. Um, We were uh, graced with the presence of the Dashboard Outlaw, one of my good buddies. Um, I still have got to meet that man in person because he has one of those minds that you don't have enough time for when you're, you know, got 15, 20 minutes, half an hour on the radio. Thank you for being here, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you next week right back here on Keeper's Mind Pool, the same time, 7 p.m. Eastern till 9 p.m. Eastern. The phone number, 424-258-9220. There's going to be a couple of new shows coming up, so be sure and check back to Keeper's Mind Pool, the Facebook page. Um, going to get posted there on a hopefully a regular basis, so you will be informed about what's going on different times. could be in the afternoon. It could be at night. Just be sure and check back the Keeper's Mindful Facebook page, um, and there will be a nice little picture that says Keeper's Mindful Presents, blah, 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 blah. Be sure and click on that link, call the phone number, be a part of that program, and listen into what's going on. We're going to wrap things up tonight with Ayla Brown. This is Turbulence. Go ahead and check out her stuff at aylabrown.com. Uh, check out her concert schedule and go check her out in person gorgeous lady six foot tall just absolutely phenomenal go check her out in person again i will see you next week next week right back here keepers mindful good night everybody have a great great week Without even knowing your brain.
it's making 